0: Welcome to Converge Coffee with Sean Sullivan. I'm here with Brett McGrath. He is a passionate about uh, B2B marketing and sales alignment. While he's not thinking about the next account-based marketing campaign, you can find him living downtown Indianapolis. He spends a majority of his time outside of work on morning runs, collecting vinyl, cheering for the Colts, and as a self-proclaimed wrestling nerd. Yes, the WWE. He is, um, he works for Rick's Software, which empowers um, specialty realtors to improve their business performance through their go-to-market or through their technology um, and business performance so they can um, focus on their main goal, which is making more money for their client.
1: Brett, thanks for being on the show. How are you doing today? I am doing great. i happy to be here. Uh, thank you, Sean.
0: Um, appreciate it. It's been a. It's taken us a couple times over the summer being on two busy schedules and everything, and uh, kind of uh, going into your day to day as being the uh, VP to go to market. Um, what is your day to day like?
1: Yeah, well, it uh, as most marketers know who work in technology and software, it it varies from a day to day basis with um, competing priorities and agendas and initiatives. But I really like to. Kind of look at my role um, leading our go-to-market strategy in four buckets. So, um, you know, I, I focus a lot of my time on demand generation. So, how are we activating the right campaigns in market um, at the right time with the right message, um, and making sure sales is happy with um, our lead flow, and then um, brand building. So, um, how. Are we spending time as an organization paying attention to our brand um, and really um, being very detail-oriented about that? Um, um, And that's been a huge focus um, for me and our team as we move into our next chapter at Ricks. Um, Sales alignment is the third bucket. So how are we making sure that we are on the same page with sales, making sure we have the same agenda? I, I believe. Uh, strongly that, um, you know, marketing and sales need to be um, working um, in lockstep on a day-to-day basis. Um, So we we focus a lot of uh, our time on that. And then finally, it's just uh, future state planning. So how do I make sure that I'm spending time on initiatives that are going to have an impact this time next year? Um, And a big portion of that really is Whatever I'm thinking and working on, making sure that me and my that my team is on the same page um, with me and, and we are communicating um, and I'm not running too fast in one direction and then throwing it all at them at once because I've done that and that doesn't work. It takes a lot for people to understand where you're going and change is difficult. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say my day to day really centers around those four buckets, demand gen, brand building, sales alignment and future state planning.
0: Thanks for Brett, for uh, aligning and putting those into four buckets. Um, there's one hidden thing that you've kind of mentioned in between. There is uh, marketing and sales, and how they go hand in hand. Um, you know, how do you get marketing and sales to communicate well with one another?
1: Yeah, so I, I think you know I was fortunate to um, kind of come up in the marketing um, system with. From great leadership, um, you know, I, I started my career at Exact Target. Um, incredible. It was like getting my MBA um, right out of college. Um, from a marketing perspective, we went um, high growth to publicly traded to acquisition by Salesforce. And like those career experiences um, w- was quite incredible. And it was really like the every role that I w- was in in the marketing organization during that was. Uh, directly in support of um, sales activities. So I really got the opportunity to see the importance of marketing and sales alignment and communication. And, you know, through great leadership, right. Andy Kofoid was running our, the, the exact target sales organization. Tim Kopp was running the exact target marketing order organization, and they really worked hand in hand and showed the importance of that. So, you know, from a day-to-day perspective, I take a lot of what I learned from that exact target and sales force Timeframe and apply it to what we're doing um, at Rick's when it comes to sales and marketing alignment. I think it's you know making sure that we're meeting regularly, making sure we're focused on the um, the same market target audience, making sure the message that we're creating in marketing is carried through um, to sales. And the only way you're really going to know if it's working is having a conversation. Um, And, you know, we're fortunate at at RICS to not be a huge enterprise organization. We all work very closely together. So I I think it's just, you know, taking my career experiences, um, applying them at RICS and making sure that, you know, we're meeting with sales on a regular basis to know um, what's working and what's not because they're the front line.
0: Definitely. I couldn't agree with you more. So going off of how to communicate well, of kind of going back and forth, what are some um, hurdles that you see uh, between sales and marketing and how to um, kind of level those off in a bit?
1: Yeah. So I think, you know, one thing we're highly focused on is our message and, right, how do we create the right message in marketing that's not about our features and functionality because no one cares about that, but is really focused on storytelling. Um, and so if we're spending a lot of time um, identifying what our narrative is and what our messaging strategy is, we need to ensure that sales is, is we're passing the baton to sales and they're carrying that um, to the marketplace. And I think you know, that's really difficult. Right. So like it's really difficult to organize a messaging strategy and and really um, promote that. And and work spend a lot of time on that and carry it from the website um, to sales and making sure that there's consistency. And I think that's just an overall hurdle, and it's really difficult because everyone has their own perception on what they should be saying. So I think it's a, a lot of what you can be doing internally is if you're working on a new messaging strategy that's different and is not about features and function, functionality, but it's about storytelling, like, you need to take some time and um, showcase that internally. like. Make sure that the sales organization understands um, the direction you're you're headed, and understands why marketing is creating um, creating the message the way they are. The more you can do that, like internal show and tell, and not just pass it off and and say, here you go, sales, here's what you should be saying. Um, That never works. So I think it's back to the you know just making sure sales and marketing are communicating together. I, I firmly believe that the message should be at the top of that list every time you meet, um, because it's that real time feedback you're going to get from sales. Um, and they'll let you know, like, you know, this part of the story, um, is working this part of the story, no one reacts to, and then you can evolve, um, you know, your, your, uh, messaging strategy and your narrative moving forward. So I, I just, you know, the punchline messaging, super important, very difficult to take it from marketing to sales the work you're doing cannot be siloed. You need to meet regularly and make, and get that feedback on it.
0: So talking about messaging, you mentioned this before. So switching messaging away from marketing and sales to talking to one another, how do you bring the right messaging to life um, for the right audiences that you're selling to?
1: Yeah. So I think like the, the easiest way to do it for, for me is, um, you got to you got to talk to your customers, right? You got to understand their pain points and understand um, where they're headed, and wrap your narrative around that. I think you know a great place to start is right in every business. There, your your target market, those people, no matter if they're uh, your retailers, if they're marketers, if they're salespeople, if they work in customer success, and you're trying to get their attention, there is something happening in their world that is an undeniable change. And it is one of those things that no matter what is happening, they're going to react to. And I think like from a retail perspective, we, we work with independent retailers. The things that are happening right now are, you know, uh, brick and mortar retail is evolving. E-commerce is taking over. And what does that mean for me? So really, when you're, when you're creating the messaging and the narrative, you need to start there. Like what is happening in your, um, your audience's world? Um, and how do you um, level up and get on the same page with them right off the bat? Um, and from I think the the easiest way to really start to learn about this is you know talk talk to your customers. They're, the the wealth of knowledge in your customer base can really work to help shape your overall messaging hierarchy and strategy.
0: I like that. Um, there was another thing that we were talking about, not just an internal team and not just to the customers, but how to find where the customers are sometimes. Sometimes it can be online. Sometimes it can be offline. Um, you mentioned um, associations, retail associations. Um, how do you leverage building relationships with partners um, with these associations to get in front of the right customers with the right message?
1: Yeah, so I think, you know, I've worked marketing to marketers, marketing to security people, marketing to retailers. And no matter the industry, there are always associations that you can align with. And I think like I think a lot of a lot of uh, people do it wrong where they just try to push their agenda first. Right. And they and that that never works. Really, I think the best way to start is just like like me as a marketer, it needs to be very sales focused and oriented. You got to add value and, and show value right up front with those executive directors or or um, anyone who runs those associations. And an easy place to do that is just like your content, right? If you're creating really good content that is beneficial and helpful and educational, that's an easy way to take that content, go directly to the um, you know executive director of the association and say, hey, you know, I we're doing these webinars. Um, a lot of the members in your association are our cu- customers. We're seeing them come to our webinars. We think it would be beneficial for, um, you know, your audience to get exposed to these. And then that's an easy way to start developing, um, you know, those relationships we had. Um, so the running industry association is like, um, one of our biggest groups that we work with here at Rick's. And we had them here in our office in Indianapolis. Um, And we weren't there to pitch to them and the retailers. What we did was just create um, a landing spot so they could have a buyer summit and they could go on and people in that organization could learn. And Ricks was just in the background. Um, That's great brand building. That's great brand awareness for these people who might not know who Ricks is. So I think. It's it's a real, really, really strategic thing that marketers can be doing is aligning with the associations and their target markets. And don't think of it as I need to get a hundred leads from this tomorrow. Like that's not gonna work. Really nurture those relationships because they're gonna pay dividends in the end.
0: Uh Brett, I totally agree. I love that that you are facilitating the the atmosphere when you brought, um, you know, that decline in and the prospects and that kind of stuff where it wasn't just trying to sell directly, but it was to, yeah, nurture that relationship. So, um, moving into the segment of this episode, we talk a little bit about an offline thing that you did, um, and, this, and a little bit of storytelling. Um, and you mentioned to me, um, a company that, um, was a running company, uh, running central. Can you share a little bit of story about, um, the messaging, how you guys have aligned Rick's and, and kind of the success that you had with Running Central.
1: Yes. Yeah, so Adam White, he's the owner at Running Central, and he is one of those guys in the industry that does it right. Every he's an influencer. Everyone knows Adam. Adam has the, the largest single location running store in the country, and he's he's doing great. And Rick's is helping power his store and making sure that um He's a he's a connected retailer. And, you know, it's really about getting direct feedback on a day to day basis. Like, hey, if the reports aren't working the way they should be, Adam tells us and we respond. So he really helps push us and drive us um, as an organization. And as we move into some of our future state initiatives with connecting um, brands and retailers in real time and sharing that data back and forth, it's super important to get an engaged customer like Adam to participate in that beta version up front and get your feedback real time. So, um, you know, running central is a great running store. Um, Adam White's a great owner. He's highly passionate about what he does. Um, And just from a marketing perspective, those are the types of people you want to help share your story and talk to others. Um, So we, when I mentioned that buyer summit um, with the RIA, a couple Couple, about a month ago, we had Adam White here in it, in in our office, and um, one of the things we're highly focused on is um, video right now. Right, it's a mega trend. You gotta capture, uh, you gotta use video in your strategy. Um, and so we captured Adam on um, camera in our office and just asked him some questions. And like you ask him a couple questions, and he just goes. And so that video of Adam is like that is great great brand, brand building for us. It's great demand gen for us. And that's really something that like from a new medium perspective, that video can help us not only, um, you know, in the marketplace, but it's something we can use, um, time and time again. So, you know, I, like I'm, I'm kind of gushing over our relationship with Adam, but you need those advocates and you need those people who really, really care about your business pushing you. Um, and then turning that Feedback into customer advocacy can really go a, a long way um, for, for your business.
0: Brett, right, I love it, man. I uh, love those kind of stories where you find those advocates and you do right by those people and they share your story. And it's um, – not to say it, but it's it's free marketing. I mean it's word-of-mouth marketing, which is what, one of the most impactful ones. It's just one of the hardest to get.
1: Um, yes. So moving you can't to lose, next you- – Yeah. I was just going to say, you can't lose sight of that. And that to me, that word of mouth marketing, that is your, that is your brand, that is brand billing. And that's why you can't lose sight of your brand and working on it because it's the stuff that's happening that you don't know about. Those are going to drive those conversations to to your website. Um, And so you just got to focus on the perception of your organization in people like Adam, because that's going to be those deals that, Come through and are going to accelerate and 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 close really really fast for your business. Had to just jump in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, go
0: ahead, man. I see. The thing is, I love your passion, which goes right into the next segment. Um, part of this is it's about you, Brett. Like, what makes you tick? Like, so, yeah. Why marketing? What what furthers your passion of why why marketing? Why technology?
1: Yeah. So I think. Honestly, I was thinking about it the other day. I, I'm not really sure I could work in another industry um, outside of technology at this point in my career because it wake, I wake up every morning and I'm excited. Um, you got to be adaptable. Um, things change, and change excites me. So, like, technology is a, a really good space for me to further my career. Marketing, um, I think it's, like, it's just very interesting because you marketing trends – and the way you reach your customer changes so quickly that I think just being nimble and adjusting to those changes really, really gets me excited. Like, I like three years ago I wasn't focused on the message, and now the message is the strategy and is the most important thing I can be working on because it's that headline that's going to get the attention first right and if you're not focused on the message it's just going to you're going to sound like a, every other b2b company who's doing the same thing um and just you're going to hit the inbox and you're going to you're going to get uh deleted so i think it's just like trying to identify like those ways through my day to day where i am focused on getting getting someone's attention building interest finding desire and then you know creating a relationship um, from a new customer. So that's how I think about the context of everything um, I do. And I, I think like marketing, it's like there's so many facets and dynamics to it that um, it, it's all about like getting those different experiences and then then packaging them up all up all together and really um, working towards, you know, driving demand, building your brand, um, aligning with your, your sales team. and And I think that's what really excites me when i think about my career in marketing
0: i like it and so another thing we can talk marketing all all day brett i mean we <laughs> can talk marketing and technology i'm the same way but you know even robots break down like what do you do creatively that reinvigorates you to to bring back into your work life
1: yeah, so I think the big thing I've been focused on uh, lately is reading, um, which I never really liked reading. However, it's amazing, like just reading, like the type of inspiration and ideas you can get. Like, I don't think you need to go out there and cr- be a creator and innovate and have some create something out of the blue. Like, that's very difficult. I think, like, reading books um, and learning about strategies. And taking those strategies and remixing them and making them um, a part of your um, world is really important. And it's an easy hack. You just got to spend some time and do some reading. So, I, I think that's something I'm I'm really keen on now. I think it's writing, like just picking up a pen and getting a uh, a notebook and writing. Um, that's super helpful and can be inspirational. And then, um, you know, music. I'm I'm a huge music guy, so it's like I just hearing people talk and position themselves through music is, is super helpful as well. That's cool. And
0: I I love the creative side um, to what you do. I just, I'm not as a big music person. I love music, but I totally get your appreciation of um, the nuances with music and that kind of stuff and reading and writing are, are essentials. Um, So the last thing, Yes, we, you know, we work, we have passions, we're creative. What do you do health-wise that's more of a holistic um, that helps you, you know, keep going and uh, not burn out?
1: Yeah, so I think it's another hack I found in my life post-college. I was like, I need to get in shape. So I started to run, and then I kind of became obsessed with it. So um, a big, big runner. Um, I wake up early. I get out. I hit the streets. I live in Indy, downtown Indy. So there's a, 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 it's amazing kind of the sights and sounds at five fifteen in the morning. Um, but it's kind of my way to like, get wake, get, get, like wake myself up, um, get a sweat in and start my day. Um, and I, I would say at this point, I'm, I'm pretty much addicted to it. Um, just because it's my stress reliever and, um, I really don't know how to start any other way at this point. So I would say that just running and I've been, um, trying to incorporate some other workouts, whether it's some hit workouts. Um, uh, my wife's trying to get me into yoga a little bit. I'm I'm on the fence with that, but I know it, it does wonders for people. Um, so yeah, I, I think health, like being active and being healthy, is super important, and it can be it can help kind of it can help shape your day. So I, I think that that's my my big thing is just waking up first thing, grab a glass of water, throw on. Uh, my New Balances and hit the streets.
0: I think that is a perfect summation of this whole podcast, which was messaging, and then you brought everything back to a Rick's software client, which is New Balance.
1: You got it, man. That's that's right my there. job. I, I I gotta promote them.
0: Yeah, I mean that's go to market right there. You're going to market. You're you're running out in the streets, literally with for a client's shoes and. <laughs> You're going literally to market. Um, Brett, I appreciate you being on the episode, sharing your words of wisdom of, um, of marketing technology, but in the sense of a messaging perspective, I think that a lot of people um, forget in the alignment between marketing and sales, between your customer, between your advocates, between your prospects, your partners, trade shows, whatever, whoever you're trying to to attract. Messaging is is kind of a cornerstone. Uh, for your marketing. And I appreciate you sharing your stories about that.
1: Yeah, uh, no problem. And just a couple shout outs uh, uh, to any marketers listening. Um, Andy Raskin, find him on LinkedIn. He is a storyteller. He works with CEOs and software companies. He posts often on LinkedIn. And I feel like I should be paying for the content that he's producing. It's that good. And then everyone who follows me online knows my obsession with uh, the Drift team, I think their marketing is first class. I think check out Drift, check out what they're doing. Um, it's it's really, really strong, um, old school um, advertising, new media focus. So those would be my two recommendations to the audience, Andy Raskin and Drift Marketing. Well, you heard that,
0: Converge Coffee listeners, uh, Andy Raskin and Drift Marketing. Thanks a lot, Brett. Um, and that's a wrap. Thanks, Sean. I appreciate you having me. Thank you.